everyone, and welcome back to Wish Upon a Star. This is episode 10. Woo, double digits! Yeah, episode 2 of season 2, which is Pinocchio. Sure is. That little wooden boy with his little wooden head. With his little wooden head, and that is our song for today, Little Wooden Head. I am Frodo the Lawyer. I'm Amanda the Person. The song for today is Little Wooden Head. Um, Yeah. Fun fun little title. Now, Frodo, I, I need to know right off the bat... Uh-huh. How many jokes am I allowed to make about that title? Because if you don't give me a limit, I'm going to get overexcited. We've seen it happen before. Um, I'm going to need I'm going to need a cutoff. Uh like 6. Okay. I, I don't That's know. more I, than I, I expected. <laughs> I I, I, I well, wouldn't it make more sense if instead of like saying how many like good I would say like like you're allowed to make only so many bad jokes and then I'm going to cut you off. Mm. Okay, that seems fair. So, like, I only get to make, like, 15 to 20 bad ones. <laughs> no. So, so, no. So, it's, like, it'll be, like, a three strikes are out. Like, okay. you can make up to six good ones, up to... But if you but if you make three bad ones, you know, three strikes are out. Um, you know, it's, like, like, like cash cab, you know, like... Okay, that seems fair. Um, you get three strikes, and if you uh, don't get the three strikes and you make it to the end of your mm-hmm. ride... Uh, or, like, the end of this podcast, then you get to be, like, on the Discovery Channel winning $200. Fantastic. That's my favorite way to live my life. Let's yeah, go. So <laughs> so we're going to do that. You're not going to strike out. You're not going to tell any bad jokes. I never um, have before. I don't plan on starting now. No. You haven't. Um, oh. But but before we get there, let's uh, talk about what happened between the last song and Little Woodenhead. The last yes. song, obviously, was Wish Upon a Star. Eh? Not, not a pod. That's us. Pawn. And so what happened was Jiminy Cricket, who had just told us about wishing. He was like, hey, everyone, let's all go look at Geppetto and see what he's going to wish. And so he gets out onto the street, and he's bouncing up and down, um, and the camera actually, like, follows it, which is pretty cool. Yeah. And he finally gets to the house where Geppetto is finishing up. Yeah. Um, he's finishing up making Pinocchio, and that's where the song starts. Mm-hmm. Big day, finishing up his puppet boy. Uh-huh. Jiminy Cricket observes this happening, and Geppetto then, having revealed his new toy, names it Pinocchio, and mm. he decides, you know, I want to start, I want to start a song. Yep. Um, Testing out his marionette, dancing him around the room, as you do, in your home all the time. I know that I frequently test out puppets in my apartment, just to see what happens, see if this one puppets properly. But before we get into the song, we have someone else here who's going to be joining us, who- What?! Yeah, a new friend who might have a little bit of something to say about good old Pinocchio. And that, oh boy, uh, is it Jiminy Cricket? No. Did uh, the immortal it, Cricket himself come in to join us? No, but his name does start with J, and his name is Jake Oliver. So Jake Oliver, Woo! welcome to the podcast. Hey, what's up everyone? What's up Wishapata-star-ers? The stars of Wishapata-star. That's what they yeah. call us on Reddit. Are we on Reddit? Yeah, people we... call you things on Reddit? Yeah, mostly names, but sometimes <laughs> sometimes by the name of the podcast. Yeah, like lib <laughs> like <laughs> stuff. Well, we're, we're going to yeah. cut the, those this, names this, this out of the podcast. This is a family podcast. But I appreciate we only, oh, I, We only talk about sex dolls. We don't talk about... <laughs> you, you bleep things out. You get, you get one bleep per person per episode. Maybe two if Frodo's feeling frisky, but that's it. Yeah. So use them, <laughs> okay, use them I'll wisely. Okay, I'll myself in. Yeah, I'll, I'll use them very judiciously. Yeah. So, so now we have, we have Frodo the lawyer, we have Amanda the person, and we have Jake Oliver joining us. 
Um, a- am I Jake Oliver the something? Because I'm here with, you know, Frodo the lawyer and Amanda the person. You can be if you want. None of our guests have ever wanted to be something. They were just confident in their own selves. But if you want a title to sort of attach to that, I guess we can give you one. Mm, yeah, I think I think I need a title. Okay. I mean, we kind of have all the categories covered. Like, Frodo's a lawyer, and I'm a human being, and that's like the, the Venn diagram of what people are. Yeah, there's there's nothing else. Yeah, are, are you anything other than a, a person and a lawyer? Those happen to be two traits that I possess also. Yeah. Or inhabit, I guess. Yeah. Um, well, is there anything else interesting about you? Um, mm, this is a tough one. Yeah, people often have a hard time with that question. They're like, well, I'm a lawyer and a person, but God, what else? Uh, there's a real there's a real lesson in that to be said about work-life balance for both of you boys. <laughs> I want to, you know, do some soul-searching. Well, we somehow found time to both appear on a podcast at the same time, so... The law, the law job can't be too hard, children. <laughs> oh, out I, there. I, I'm billing, I'm billing you guys. Oh yeah. <laughs> no. What, what, what is our, what is your billing rate for for this podcast? A few hundred dollars an hour, I think. Oh God. <laughs> what other? Do you have any other notable traits, or you're not a cricket who like kind of says that you're a cricket, but is actually just looks like a small person? <laughs> no, unfortunately not. Um, maybe maybe a New Yorker. Is that too nondescriptive? No, it's good, because then you'd be like, look out, world, he's the Jake of New York. Little newsies for y'all. That's one with uh, Batman, right? Yeah, Christian Bale. Oh, I, I, was, thinking, I was thinking Val Kilmer. Is he in newsies? Uh, uh, Jake was making a joke there. <laughs> okay, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, I'm so tired. <laughs> Jake from New York, uh, there's a reason you're on this podcast, and... Um, that's because you have some sort of a connection to Disney and perhaps even Pinocchio. So can you, can you just give us, uh, the, the down yeah. low? On... What's the 411, as the kids say, I think? Can you Snapchat us your life story? Yeah, I'll do my best to do it in, you know, <laughs> 10 seconds or less, or yeah. 180 characters or less, or whatever the limits are on these days. It's 280 yeah. characters now. <sighs> Who knew? <laughs> so my, my my life story vis-a-vis Disney. I mean, I was part of that generation of kids whose uh, whose very first movie that they saw in theaters was Lion King. Amanda and I both said that our first Disney movie was Lion King as well. Lion King was my very first movie in theaters. Sorry, yeah, f- same, first dis- movie in theaters. Right? Not my first Disney movie. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess we're all of that same generation then. It makes sense it's because all we're all the same age. <laughs> yeah, it does make sense. <laughs> um... Pinocchio specifically, I mean, there's a story that might be apocryphal, but as far as I know, it's true, which is uh, when, I, when I was a little and a little Jake, like three years old. A jake Still from New York. Still from New York. This actually took place in New York. Ooh. I was uh, in nursery school, and on the weekdays I'd come home from nursery school, and uh, I would demand to watch Pinocchio. <laughs> and I did this not once, not twice, but apparently something like 25 straight days. Ooh, that's too many days for tr- you to make your parents watch Pinocchio. <laughs> <laughs> they tried to get me to watch other things, but I refused. I only wanted to see Pinocchio. Um, until one day I just didn't. <laughs> At that point, you just, like, learned everything there was to know about Pinocchio. M- maybe I just finally realized that it's a horrifying film. <laughs> That's fair. It just took 26 times for that to really sink in. I don't know. <laughs> and I don't know if I've seen it since then. Maybe once or twice until I watched uh, Little Wooden Head dozens of times in preparation for this. <laughs> I'm actually a little mad that you brought me on to do this because I'm reliving that trauma now of how scary <laughs> and just downright frightening this movie is, even for me as an adult. Yeah. <laughs> I'm happy that I'm not I'm not watching it every day still. Yeah. I know that much. Yeah, there's definitely some sort of prison somewhere where the movie is just you have to watch Pinocchio every day. That's the, yeah. the torture. 
So you obviously watched it a bunch of times. Were there any like certain scenes or certain characters that you like felt a real connection with? Um, like I know you you went back obviously to prepare for this podcast, um, but like was there anything that you that really stuck out to you when you were looking? When we told you we were going to be on this podcast, what came into your mind about Pinocchio? Uh, certainly not Little Wooden Head. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that wasn't one of the things that uh, immediately came to mind. Mm. Uh, guess, came. Uh, there's one. There's something in there. Well, okay. That... Hey, this is a family <laughs> podcast. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, all right, that passes muster. No strike on that one. Yes. But I'm watching you, Amanda the person. Yeah, that checks out. Um, I, th- I think I remember Wish Upon a Star. Mm. That was a, that was a good good track. Mm. Are you just mm. saying that to banger. butter us up because we named our podcast after it, though? Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe. All right. Well, it's working, so keep it up. <laughs> yeah. um, I remember the scene where he turns into a donkey. Sure. Yeah, I mean that's that's a pretty terrifying scene. That actually, um, we mentioned this on the last episode, but that was one of the scenes that um, they actually showed me in my religious school uh, because they were trying to, I guess, scare us straight, and they wanted us to know right from wrong, so they were like, oh, let's just show these, like, 15-year-old scenes from Pinocchio, including the one where the they all turn into donkeys. Um, there could have been ten different scenes you were showed to, to shame you. <laughs> Little Wooden Head could have been one of the scenes. Oh, boy. Um, any other scenes that stuck out to you from the movie? I remember sort of this, this kind of uh, wide shot of, like, the gray ocean after he's swallowed by the whale. Mm. And thinking how desolate and frightening that was. Yeah, um, good use of the word desolate. Th- thank you. Those were the two things that I thought when I thought of Pinocchio. Now um, <laughs> I did not remember Little Wooden Head. <laughs> my, yeah, my come as a shock, but I did not remember this <laughs> two, these ninety seconds of Little Wooden Head. Um, much longer in the soundtrack version. Yeah, I, I found out. Wait, how familiar and, are you with the soundtrack version, Jake? Did you do? You, is, do you like go jogging to Little Wooden Head? You know, if I went jogging, I, I would not do that. But luckily for me, I don't, I don't go jogging, so I don't have to worry about that. Good. I know it keeps you healthy, but God, at what cost, as Parks and Rec says. <laughs> um, this whole movie is just, is just a terrifying, terrifying nightmare. I can't believe that they allow kids to watch this even to this day. And, and then it came out in 1940. Like, this was our response to Hitler? Was that the idea? Was that we are going to put forth Pinocchio? Well, now it's going to be uplifting. Well, we weren't really worried about Hitler as much on this side of the pond in 1940, but... Yeah. yeah if, more if, of the depression, really. If anything, maybe this was like Walt Disney being like, let's not get involved in World War II, because over there in Europe, they just got a bunch of crazy magic that turns you into donkeys. You don't want, yeah. don't want you to be going over there. stay out of that, yeah. We've Mussolini will turn you crickets. all into donkeys. Yeah. We've got creepy puppet makers. Yeah. It's really more of a depression um, response, isn't it? Right? Like, in the same way that Snow White is, because, like, especially when you start planning, I don't know what the timeline is, but, like, a few years. Mm. So they were, like, Yeah, this is actually, there had been plans for this movie for uh, a few years, actually, leading yeah. up to the time that it, it was released. Yeah. Um, in fact, actually, um, in uh, the J.B. Kaufman novel, I mean, book, <laughs> in the J.B. Kaufman it, book... Was it that, it, was it that good of a read that it felt oh, like a it, novel? It was, it was, it was just breezy. <laughs> Um, but in the, in the J.B. Kaufman Pinocchio book I read, they talked about how this was, um, it was something that, uh, Walt Disney considered throughout the thirties. He actually went on a trip to Europe and was kind of scouting out locations and stories, not to actually film, but to, you know, depict in drawings. Mm-hmm. Um, and this was one of the things that he was thought of. They were going to do Bambi first, but actually Bambi ended up taking longer. So they bumped Pinocchio up in the schedule. 
Oh, nice. but, is Bambi um, next after this? No, Bambi wasn't. Is actually fifth. Oh man, um, they really really fell behind on Bambi. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's after Fantasia and Dumbo. But mm, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, they, they had no experience drawing animals at that point. <laughs> that was not a feature of past Disney movies. No, not at all. Um, Especially not deer. <laughs> no, never seen one of those. Uh, yeah, so this had been in the works for a while, uh, and there's actually a little bit of foreshadowing in uh, in the last episode we saw. Jiminy Cricket was with uh, some books, including the Pinocchio book, when he we first see him. Mm-hmm. In the background, you can see uh, both a book for Peter Pan and Alice in Wonderland, and that's because Disney had just acquired the rights to both of those books, so they knew that those movies would be in the works, and they, they later came out maybe oh, nice. you know, 15 years later, but um, yeah, it was a little foreshadowing, a little bit of Disney saying, hey, we, we're going to make some movies. I love that. Children. And they did. Yeah. Yay, Disney. Yay, them. Um, so I guess let's let's move on to the the song itself. Um, <laughs> but thank you for that that story, Jake. Um, for we we really felt your three year old horror. Um, it really came through. So mm-hmm. thank you for that. Yeah, <laughs> the horror um, was was strong with this one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so what happens next? We have Jimmy Cricket. He's kind of up on like a ledge in the the house. I almost called it an apartment <laughs> in the in the house. <laughs> um, the cottage. The the yeah. pet, the tail, what is a wood maker called? Carpenter. Carpenter, but he's not a carpenter. He's more specialized than that. I don't know. A Geppetto. Puppet master. Puppet, <laughs> yes. puppet master. A, a, when a Geppetto, the sort of yeah. house that Geppetto lives in. When Geppetto wants to start singing, now that he has this puppet, he's like, "Yeah, I got a puppet. Time for <laughs> song. This is how it normal evenings seem to work at my house." <laughs> he he hits the music box, which is a little mechanical music box button. And it starts playing, and uh, Jimmy Cricket's kind of up there, and he gets all caught up in in the music box. Mm-hmm. He's kind of like underneath it for a while. Um, he has but a, once he get- a terrible time underneath there. Yeah, but w- once he gets out, then that's when the you know the lyrics of the song start. But mm-hmm. um, I don't know what are your what are your guys' thoughts on that little sequence with Jimmy? Because it is kind of the first time we see a little bit of physical comedy yeah. in, in this movie. No, you really get that idea of the, like, $5 per gag that they had for um, Snow White again. Um, and you see that with, like, Jiminy Cricket getting stuck underneath the gears of the music box. And he's saying, like, oh, man, there's too many downbeats in this song. Uh, why I oughta. Um, <laughs> has, as it were. Um, right, he has that the 1940s American uh, sort of one-liners that Cliff Edwards brings in there. Yeah. Uh, the, you know, like, hey, break it up, guys. Uh, I'm, I'm yeah. down here. Yeah, what um, do you say? What do you say? I'm doing my best. Classic Cricket humor. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, Everyone knows crickets are like old timey gangsters. Yeah. They weren't old timey then. They were just, just regular uh, gangsters. Contemporary, contemporary gangsters. Yeah. yeah. Gangsters of the of the current year. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. You, know, you had Bugsy Siegel, Al Capone, Jimmy Cricket. They were. They're all. They're thick as thieves. Yeah. Wait. 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 Um. Bugsy Malone. Uh, Bugsy Siegel. But yes. Because. <laughs> but since he's a cricket. It's bug- yes, bugs. Yeah, yeah, no, good point, good point. <laughs> is it not um, Bugsy Malone? Is that, is it, is that, uh, is, that is that the name of, I thought that was the name of, like, a historical gangster. Bugsy Siegel. Is yeah. it? Man. Yeah. yeah. Well, I've got some egg on my face, let me tell you. Yeah. He's one of the only two Jewish gangsters, you know, so you, you gotta know him. <laughs> him and Meyer Lansky. He was a Jew, he wasn't, uh, an ancestor of the mailman. Carl um, Malone's dad. Oh, nice. Well, Bugsy Malone was a 1976 American-British musical gangster comedy film. 
It's directed by Alan Parker and featuring only child actors. <laughs> so is that what you, have you seen that? <laughs> no, I just I just Google searched Bugsy Malone because I knew I'd like gotten that name from somewhere. Okay, well, Jake, did you have anything to say about this little sequence we have before we get into the the actual meat of the song? Um, yeah. Just do we know why Jiminy Cricket is a hobo? <laughs> well, actually, he's a tramp. That's 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 the word on the street. <laughs> well, he's he's a mortal, but he's down on his luck. So he was down on his luck. So he was happy when the blue fairy made him like babysit this like <laughs> up of a puppet. <laughs> it was like better than whatever else he had going on from at the time. He's you know he's like a 1940s poor guy. Um, yeah, and, 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 and it was 1940. Everyone was one of those. Yeah, and we have in this scene he's wearing his old tattered clothes. He doesn't get the the newer clothes until, I guess, later in the movie. Yeah, I guess I remember him as fancy Jiminy, since that's the sort of image that he takes on for most of his other Disney shenanigans. Mm-hmm. I don't yeah. I don't remember a hobo <gasps> Jiminy. Oh, oh, I, gang, I had a... What? I had an idea. I had a, it's... Oh, no. It's the first one of Pinocchio, but it's... It's an Amanda's theory... It, Go on, corner. finish saying it. It's Amanda's Theory Corner! Yeah! Yay! <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, now, Frodo, I just want to let you know that if you want to put a theme song in when I say that in the future, feel free. That That's fine. I mean, I, I, for all those listening out there, I did write the theme song at the beginning of the, of the show. So if you like it, you know. He did. Was, it was it's, this guy. It's very catchy. Every, I'm walking down the street, I'm going like, da 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 clap, clap. Yeah. Do you mind if I record some sort of, like, battle rap over it? <laughs> sure. <laughs> You you want to sample it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Go, go ahead. I think it, I think it has all potential. It could be the next you know James Brown's drummer sort of thing, where it gets sampled <laughs> by everyone yeah. everywhere. Or, or that like could be um, how you bring a lot of revenue to the show. That would yeah. be nice. So they can probably so they can pay my billable hour. Yeah, or the next the next Apache. Um, <laughs> but yeah, um, I guess we could come up with a theme song for you. Uh, we don't if, need. It. I'm just saying. I'm just putting it, it, it into I the mean, world. You're, you're only you're only like you know. On every episode, so I yeah. guess you can have your own. Theme I'm song. only the co-host. Yeah, um, that, that's that's what my heart desires, and I hope that it will come to be. All right, yeah. all right. Menace Theory Corner song. If if any of our fans out there want to compose a song, I probably won't use it, but you can still send it, <laughs> and we can laugh at it. And, we'd we'd and, love to listen to it. Yeah, and so maybe send it to us. You can check us out on Facebook or Twitter. Uh, mm-hmm. The Twitter is is Wish a Pot a Star. Yep. and the Facebook is the same. So. Yep, it's Check pretty us easy there. to find us if you just Google Wish Upon a Star. We're the yeah, one. J- so, yeah, send us, us. Y- send us your Amanda's Theory Corner themes, but... Yes, I will laugh at them. Are you kidding? If you will make theme songs for me, I'll make them all my ringtones. Yeah. Um, and they should also all be based on Linkin Park's hybrid theory. <laughs> yes, I mean, Linkin Park is the only music I listen to besides Disney, so, like, that checks out. Yeah. Um, okay, um, but are you ready for the theory? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. So, Jiminy Cricket... Is a cricket. Yes, fair. But he, Checks it out. But we're, we're all following so far? Yes. But he dresses in human clothes, mm-hmm. as we've seen. Right, he's anthropomorphic, yes. unlike unlike some others that we'll see in this song. Ah, but is he anthropomorphic? Or did Jiminy Cricket used to be a person? Mm-hmm. Okay, so I understand it sounds ridiculous, but there's precedent for that in this movie. Really? Go uh, ahead. Being people, well, because later they get the kids get turned into donkeys, so like right. clearly the magic exists in this world to turn people into animals, and so like maybe that's why like he gets this task from the blue fairies like you're gonna be unconscious now like I know that like you it's kind of like a hundred good deeds for Eddie McDowd. Do you guys remember <laughs> that show? Yes, I do. 
It had Brenda's song. Did it? Yes. I did not realize that. Um, well, for those of you who are unfamiliar with the show, it was on, <laughs> not Disney, it was on Nickelodeon, so apologies yes. to Disney. Um, but it was this kid who, like, made bad choices and so got turned into a dog. Yes. Which, in retrospect, kind of a dark story. Um, but he had to do a hundred good deeds to get turned back into a person again. And so maybe this is like Jiminy Cricket. You have to be a hundred consciences to get turned into a person again. But then he was like, you know what? Actually, I kind of like being a cricket. It's easier to fit into like airplane seats. <laughs> and it's just, you know, I have a, a a lower cost of cost of living overall. I'm sure, you know, if he lived in New York, he'd be happy to live in any sort of apartment with closet or no. Um, not picky like some of you, New, some of you New Yorkers are. Um, so that's well, yeah. As long as he can avoid those musical gears in the, in the uh, music boxes, <laughs> it, I mean, and, yes, and you, he's basically set. There's definitely things to still to be cautious about. Um, but I don't know. I think this might be something, y'all. I I can see that happening. I mean, he is a very humany person for a cricket. I mean, Wikipedia specifically says he does not resemble a normal cricket. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, how does he know how to play trumpet? As we find out, he later does in the song. Yeah, yeah that's true. Yeah, How does anyone... Why does anyone find out they play trumpet? Why do we play trumpets? I, I don't know. It's hard to say, but... I do think that that is a reasonable theory, more so than many of your theories. So we'll, we'll keep looking for it as we go. Um, you know, maybe he is just a little man. Um, yeah. but I'm going to give myself to... a little wooden high five for that yeah. one, so... Well, now that we've talked about Jiminy Cricket and what may or may not be going on with him. <laughs> Let's talk about another character that we meet for the first time here, and that is Geppetto. Yay! Um, so this is Geppetto's song, which is interesting because, um, you know, I think we talked about this in the last episode, uh, how, you know, Geppetto's the one who makes the wish upon the star, but mm-hmm. he's not the one who sings his song. His song that he sings is Little Wooden Head, which is... Uh, <laughs> I mean, I don't want to call anything a throwaway song, but it's, it's kind of a... Th- one might consider this a throwaway song if one was going to be one in this movie. You're saying that, that little boys the world over aren't trying out for, for Broadway shows by singing Little Wooden Head? It's never <laughs> oh, like Rose Spencer. I would pay so stature. much money for that. Are you kidding? Um, I mean, I've never tried out for a Broadway show with Little Wooden Head. I've also never tried out for a Broadway show, so I guess <laughs> oh, I can't... Oh, your first mistake, <laughs> Frodo. Everyone yeah. should. Yeah. What about American Idol? <laughs> I did try out for American Idol. Um, Wait, a, did you? Yeah, yeah. That's, that's a, did you sing Little Wooden Head? No, I did. I did not sing Little Wooden Head. What did you sing? Well, there's your big mistake. Um, I sang a Beatles song, but let, let's let's move away from this. <laughs> I should have brought Jake onto this podcast. He knows too much. Um, but uh, yeah, so we see Geppetto, and one thing that no, you sticks out right away to me about Geppetto is um, he's not like Snow White in the Prince from the last movie. He's sort of more like the dwarves in how he's animated. He has, like, a big, yeah. giant red nose. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I mean, that's this, kinda, this whole movie is weird. so much more, like, Disney-fied in that way, right. animation-wise. Not only does he kind of look cartoonish, but his voice gives him a kind of cartoonish quality as well. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he's actually portrayed by this guy named Christian Rube, uh, who is pretty much an unknown actor, but he was a German actor. Uh, yeah, I about to say, this guy was doing an impression, a sort of racist caricature of, a, of an Italian guy, right? Do we all, do we yeah. all agree with that? Yeah, he's, he's a German, so, like, yes, I agree. He's, he's doing an Italian impression, and then um, there was actually some issue I read in, in the J.B. Kaufman book. It, it created this sort of difficult-to-understand accent, um, <laughs> and in some of the test audiences early on in the movie, people specifically said, we can't understand what Geppetto was saying. Oh, that's so a they, shame. 
So they, they reworked some of his dialogue and tried to simplify it a little bit. But yeah, um, it's kind of strange. I, I, it's a, the result is a weird accent, I agree. <laughs> Amanda, you didn't comment on his voice yet. Do you want to... Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, didn't, I wasn't paying that much attention to his voice, honestly. I was like, really... I've always been really taken by the animation in this sequence. Mm-hmm. Um, I like. I think the music box is really beautifully done. Um, and I really like all the bits about like him moving Pinocchio around, like yeah, when he like yeah. chases Figaro the cat around the place. I wasn't paying that much attention to his voice. Um, well, I, I have one thing to say more about his voice. Yes. Um, and then we'll go on to the animation. But I, I do think that he's kind of a bad singer. Um, <laughs> and, and yeah, this, this, yeah, of course he's like talk singing. Right. And this is like one of our first instances I think we've had in Disney songs that we've listened to of, like, someone who's, like, not a well-trained singer. I mean, yeah. you could maybe say the Dwarfs Washing song was, like, a talk-singing song, but even the Dwarves in their Silly Song and in Hi-Ho, they sing well. Obviously, mm-hmm. Snow White and the Prince sing what was considered well at that time. So, <laughs> boy, boy, you, sh- boy you, sh- you sure hate Snow White, don't you? Yeah. Um... <laughs> But, yeah, right here we have Geppetto singing, you know, he's just got, like, a little wooden head. <laughs> it's, like, not... <laughs> now, I like, will say, as someone who is not a good singer, but does talk sing her way through a lot of things, like, whenever I've been in a musical, um, mm-hmm. by the grace of God, I have talk sang my way through most of the things, because just easier. I appreciate a good talk singing song um, every now and again, just to be like, yeah, we can all do this mm-hmm. one. Yeah. You, too, can be in a Disney movie. As an old Italian... Vaguely German, German man. Italian man. Yeah. No, I don't know why they didn't just replace him, but for some reason they liked his uh, his vocal quality. I guess they thought it, it made him uh, kind of generic European, and that's something we talked about with Snow White as well. Mm-hmm. That even though this is an Italian book and it's based in Italy, Disney was in some ways just looking for something that sounded foreign. I mean, you wouldn't like look at this movie and be like, "Oh yeah, Italy." Like it's very just like sort of generically European. The whole film. Yeah. Yeah, so Pinocchio's kind of kind of dressed like a little like Dutch boy or something, isn't he? Yeah, he's got like or like a little German guy. I mean, it's mm-hmm. it's kind of like German Italian. Like there, you yeah. can see the influence in, of, the of everyone, but like it's yeah, definitely I not mean, specific. Yeah, something vaguely Axis powered. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's 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 his voice, um, and as he goes along and and sings. Uh, some of the lyrics are, you know, little wooden head, go play your part, bring a little joy to every heart. Um, it, it, Wait, the, the, before we before we go any further into the lyrics, yeah. can, can we just talk about Geppetto as a character for a second? Yeah, yeah, yeah sure, go, go for it. I mean, he, he he's an insane person, right? Yeah, so like he belongs in like an insane asylum. Well, so that that was kind of what um, in the last episode. I don't know, if this is what you're getting at. Um, I said that you know he like created this puppet. He had all the clothes ready. He was he was like kind of he was like all aboard this, like, I'm gonna make this puppet my son and, like, live with a puppet my whole life. And then he kind of, like, lucked into the fact that the Blue Fairy came and was like, oh, it's real now. And he's like, oh, really? I'm not... Like, that's great. Like, I mean, um, listen, I don't wanna... I don't... I wouldn't be cautious that we don't judge people for their loneliness and how they manifest. But is this the best course of action a person has taken with their stu- with their wooden toy? No, it is not. Perhaps. Well, yeah, so he makes this puppet. He wishes it's a real person. He, like has conversations with the anthropomorphic slash non-anthropomorphic yeah. characters in his home. Yeah. Oh, come on. Um, you can't tell me that you don't talk to your cats. You're a cat haver. I, I, I do talk to my cats. <laughs> I don't talk to my goldfish. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, do you have That's a, a cat? And, do you have the same pets as Geppetto does? 
<laughs> no, I don't have a goldfish. Uh, well, then how do you know you wouldn't talk to it? If my goldfish was as sexy as Cleo is, I probably would talk Cleo's to it. Cleo's a sexy goldfish. Like, wow. Speaking of little wooden head. Huh? <laughs> Boom, that's two. <laughs> that one that one passes muster. Uh, I'll let that go. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I don't want to make fun of Geppetto too much. But um, one thing I thought was really interesting, and as far as I know, this is a Disney song where the person who's doing the actual singing, you, like, never see them actually sing. You see Geppetto sing like the first couple of notes before there are any lyrics. Once the lyrics start, you don't see his mouth again for the rest of the song. Yeah, that's actually a good point. It's yeah. it's another instance in this movie where we see things from a different perspective. We mentioned that we see Jiminy bouncing up and down from his perspective. Uh, later on in High Diddly D, we'll see something similar. But here, we, again, we're, we're looking sort of from Geppetto's perspective down on what's going on on the ground. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, th- I think that might be another reason I think he's insane, because <laughs> you don't actually see him singing. What you really are is you're, you're inserted into his world, into the mind of Geppetto, yeah. where he animates, for lack of a better word, all these inanimate characters. You know, there's the cat and the the little boy mm-hmm. puppet interacting and the goldfish. And yeah. You're really inside the mind of a crazy person. Ooh, do you think this entire movie is inside Geppetto's head? Hmm. Well, Jake, I think that's what you're saying, right? I, I think it's possible. Yeah. I don't think we can rule it out. Yeah. I mean, I mean, we know that Geppetto, like, sees animals and thinks that they're talking and stuff. <laughs> well, we, we've all done that. Yeah. I mean, it'd be pretty sad if, like, he actually had a son, but pretended he was a puppet and, like, strung him up on strings. <laughs> well, my, my, my potential <laughs> thought was that perhaps his son was dead. Oh God! Yeah, yeah. It, it, I don't want to, but I don't yeah. think I'm allowed to say that anymore because it makes Frodo yeah. too sad. It's, it's too too <laughs> sad. Um, yeah, it could all be in his head. Um, well, let's go through and see what he says. Uh, so yes. some of the lyrics he says: <laughs> "Little wooden head, go play your part. Bring a little joy to every heart. Little do you know, and yes, it's true that I am mighty proud of you." So oh. I guess. He, um, so th- he this just is, loves um, him so much. Yeah, so he's very proud of him. I mean, I don't... What has he done so far? He's a good puppet. <laughs> he's, he's existed for, like, five seconds. <laughs> I guess his strings haven't gotten all tangled up yet. Okay, yeah. but the thing... But question. So am yeah. I... Can I jump ahead a little bit in the movie to a bit that is yeah, in the ahead. song? So, like, when Pinocchio wakes up... Mm-hmm. So later, we see the blue fairy, like, come, and she's like, I'm gonna grant a wish or two. You are, you are a boy now. I'm a mm-hmm. fairy. Goodbye. Um, and Pinocchio <laughs> wakes up, and he's like, what's going on? What, what, what is, I, I wrote down what he said. Um, oh yeah, Pinocchio wakes up and says, I can move. So is Pinocchio, mm. like, sentient this whole time, but trapped inside the wooden puppet form? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> that... I hope not. <laughs> um... Like, is this, like, a toy story that's, like, broken? Like, cause that's that, what a weird first thing for a puppet to say. Right, like, right. what's going on? Who am I? Just like, I can move. So that, like, kind of indicates that he was, like, aware of this whole time. Yeah, it's it's almost like, right, like, the, the Blue Fairy, you know, activated something, and now he's allowed to um, to to be a Toy Story to- toy, whereas right. before he had to be in hiding all the time. Yeah. But maybe Geppetto can, like, sense that there's a soul trapped inside this wooden puppet. <laughs> I'm sure he he thinks that at least. Yeah. yeah, he's trying to speak to it through this song. He's like, "I'm proud of you. Come out, boy. Come." And then, um, ooh, maybe he carved Pinocchio from a druid tree, and there's a druid trapped inside, and that's who Pinocchio is—just a druid, and his his spirit is trapped inside the tree still. A lot of these theories are just over my head. I'm sorry. 
Um, Sorry, I, I did play Dungeons and Dragons yeah. last night, so that could be part of this. Okay, well, yeah, so there's more lyrics in the song. There, whatever. He talks about the wooden feats and the wooden seats. But I think what... I want to focus on the wooden seat for a second. The lyric itself. Go on. Why is that, yeah, why is that best of all? Why is the fact that he has a wooden <laughs> the best part about him? <laughs> okay, but have you ever tried to have a toy that you, like, try to set up and it just kept falling over? <laughs> I, I guess. Maybe but, this like, one doesn't. You know, but he's like, that's the best part about you, the fact that you got that wooden ass. Um... Which, again, goes back to me thinking Geppetto's deeply disturbed. I mean, <laughs> I, I, I like to think that it's because it makes the puppet easier to sit up. Because, boy, but like those those things that just fall over all the time, they're hella annoying. Well, no, but he literally says, the little moon scene is the best of all in case you fall. So yeah. he's, he's like, it, it's it's almost kind of like maniacal. And I think we get a little <laughs> taste of this um, in this scene. You know... It, and I think this might be the best way to transition into the animation. But essentially, the, the whole process of this is he, he's using Pinocchio to kind of, like, stalk the his cat and traumatize his, his cat, Pinero. <laughs> and then also, he, he also he doesn't spare Pinocchio. You know, he has Pinocchio fall in his, in his ass, as we're saying. Mm-hmm. He has Pinocchio gets kicked in the face by himself. Yeah, um, he does. Which, so when you think really, of him as a sentient soul trapped inside a wooden um, prison, sure is a shame. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we kind of have Geppetto, like, messing with his, his cat and his puppet, um, and, and, like, enjoying their, their pain and their falling down. Um, I agree that it's weird, Jake. Um, I guess, so, Jake, one reason we brought you on in this episode is because you're a cat owner. Yes. Um, can you kind of, like, talk, walk us through the animation of this, of this bit, um, how Pinocchio then interacts with Figaro, and kind of, like, Give me your sense on what that means to someone who like, knows how cats work. Sure. I mean, I've never seen my cat sort of walk to a beat like Figaro does. <laughs> yeah. um, I've tried. You know, I put on all sorts mm-hmm. of songs that have really heavy, yeah. you know, good beats, and they just don't mm-hmm. seem interested in, uh, in moving to it. Have you tried mm-hmm. this song? Not yet. That'll be no. that'll be later tonight. Yeah. <laughs> Little Wooden Head is never leaving my head, so I can never leave it in the apartment either. Yeah. Um, Perfect. The part where he brushes with his hand, his wooden hand, where mm-hmm. he brushes the cat, and the cat sort of, you know, dips under and then pokes its butt up. I, that, that's a very cat-like motion. That, that felt very true to life to me. Um, so Disney did good good uh, background research on on domestic cats. Yeah. They, they tracked down somewhere in. Uh, you know, in California, wherever they were, they found a cat and they like looked at it and they were like, yes. Yeah, they did a good job with that. The, the one other thing I'll take issue with is uh, when Figaro starts walking backwards. <laughs> yeah, yeah. As far as I know, cats are not supposed to do that. And one of my cats did that once and we thought he was having a stroke. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> like, it's not a natural thing for a cat to do to walk backwards like that. So I'm just glad that Figaro was okay. But that, that part I thought was uh, was not something a cat would do. I'm Googling it right now. Yeah. Can cats walk backwards? This needs to be discovered. I don't think they're supposed to. <laughs> I mean, okay, I guess the, it's physically the possible. internet is saying that they can walk. They can like creep backwards. All right. Well, then maybe it's but just they, my they one don't cat like... got a stroke. <laughs> so he walks backwards, and then he has Pinocchio kick, uh, kick Figaro. Uh, yeah, I thought that was pretty mean. Yeah, pretty I thought that was kind of messed up. Well, he and the cat have a complicated relationship anyway. They sleep in the same yeah. bed, like, both under yeah. the comforter. And he yeah. makes his cat do chores for him, like, opening windows. Yeah. Like, is he trying to, like, show Figaro that Pinocchio is, like, the dominant 
uh, being now. You know, he's going to kick you now, you know. Yeah. Yeah, he, he's, he's negging Figaro. Yeah. <laughs> yes. He's definitely negging. Um, is, the, is the ultimate goal here to try to... Uh, yeah, he's, ha- he's having Pinocchio display dominance and also get some Kino going in the, yeah. in the, in the pickup artist lingo. <laughs> yeah. Some, some uh, what now? <laughs> Kinetic touching. Oh, perfect, perfect. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this All this lawyer speak, I don't know, it's way over my head. <laughs> yeah, this, this is all things you learn in law school. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> um, it's, it's, yeah, so... After the kicking, and then Pinocchio gets kicked back, th- then, yeah, the walking backwards and the creeping is, is definitely an interesting thing, especially because Pinocchio kind of becomes cat-like and, like, starts moving towards Figaro uh-huh. until Figaro is backed off the end of the table. Yeah, um, <laughs> I, I, I did not like how Pinocchio's legs were bent underneath him during this part. Oh, you don't you don't like the spider-crawl-backwards <laughs> leg look? Not at all. I mean, I, I, I think... Why I think, not? It's so pleasant for everyone. I really don't like puppets, mm. and I think that it spans back... <laughs> How did you love this movie so much as a no kid? I have no idea. I mean, I think that's probably why I don't like puppets yeah. now, but yeah. something about their, like, dead, <laughs> smiling faces, and the way that they're... Oh, well, we shouldn't meet in real life, then. <laughs> <laughs> the way that their bodies take very um, distorted, contorted... Shapes. Mm. I just find the whole thing very disturbing. Yeah. I don't mind like Sesame Street so type of puppets, you, but the, the right, human right. ones, yeah. marionettes. The marionettes. I, I really, I really don't care for them. So you would probably not appreciate like American Horror Story Pinocchio. <laughs> I, I, I would, I would pass. Yeah. <laughs> Another sort of maybe creepy image we get here is when Pinocchio starts approaching uh, the, the fishbowl, and we see an image from inside the fishbowl as Pinocchio kind of like gets distorted in the glass. Yes. Um, yes. I don't like that do. bit. I also do not care for that. I thought it was actually like a really cool, well-animated bit. I mean, it's, I mean, a, it's a super cool, well-animated bit. I just like, was just a little bit like, okay, that's, I can see the druid soul within, <laughs> and I don't, I don't care for it. But yeah, it's, it's super well-animated. Mm. That part's delightful. Yeah. From like an artistic uh, Another cool little animation quirk that I noticed in the beginning of the song is... There's actually the camera zooms in. Really? It's, a, it's not a cut. It's like a right. zoom. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe that's not that cool. I don't know. I no, no, that's no. kind of strange. Yeah, and it, 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 that could be. I don't remember exactly what you're, which thing you're talking about, but it's right when the music starts. Because when Geppetto is first humming, you see Geppetto, mm-hmm. and it zooms to his like hands, essentially controlling Pinocchio. Mm-hmm. Um, nice. Yeah, and I, and I, just, I, yeah. I wonder if that is something that was done with the camera itself, or was done with. Um, you know, drawing it as if it was zooming. Because um, something, because Disney did use mm. cameras, and um, that they would have, huh. you know, it, yeah, I was wondering really, the same thing. Really would zoom. Um, so that, that's interesting. I, I wonder. Um, it's, it's something that uh, that they that Disney Disney found a lot of technically um, innovative ways to make things look as though they were a movie. Uh, you know, a, a traditionally filmed movie um, in animation. Mm-hmm. So that that is a kudos to. Walter. And I guess that's a sort of a predecessor to the, the moment in Toy Story that's much talked about where, uh, you know, you have the sun glare on the camera. Ooh, yeah. People love that bit. Yeah. Um, to make it uh, feel like you're watching like an actual film. Right, right, right. A camera. Um, um, ultimately, Figaro falls off the table and, and uh, Geppetto kind of laughs at him. He's like, ah, ah, Yeah. Uh, I mean, but but who doesn't... Like, if your cat falls off a table, like, 
the cat's fine. You laugh about yeah, it. Yeah, con- confirmed. Bit. Yeah, <laughs> confirmed. Yeah, my favorite that. YouTube video of all time is Funny Kitten Can't Jump, and everyone yeah. should watch it. I would love if they sponsored this podcast, but even if they don't, I will still promote it because it's the best YouTube video ever made. This is Professor Frodo's word of the day. Today's word of the day is staccato. Staccato is a form of musical articulation in which the notes of a song are shortened in their duration and separated from the notes that follow them by silence. This is the opposite of legato style, in which notes are connected without any intervening silence. When You Wish Upon a Star makes use of this smooth legato style, connecting the notes to create a moving ballad. On the other hand, Little Woodenhead features short, plucky staccato notes which mirror the mechanical wooden steps of the puppet Pinocchio as he's led across the room by Geppetto uh, to a tune that's kind of reminiscent of toy music boxes. The difference in tone between these two songs, from emotional to playful, is reinforced by this change in articulation from legato to staccato. And that's my word of the day. This has been Professor Frodo's Word of the Day. I'm going to uh, take us away from the animation, and I do want to put out... put some background information out there Ooh, yes. um, about, yeah, some background information. Yeah, um, for the background. So, yeah, so Leigh Harline was the composer for this movie, not Frank Churchill, so a different person. Uh, Leigh Harline apparently, according to uh, the J.B. Coffin book, had more formal music training than Churchill, so um, I don't know if that comes through, but for all you music people out there, like if you can really sense the formalism, uh, <laughs> that's, that's the reason why. Um, but one thing that Lay did that Frank did not do is, uh, in writing the score, he used something called uh, light motifs um, or lit motifs. I'm not sure exactly how they're pronounced. That's pronounced, but um, I think light motif. Light motif, yeah. Late, um, late? like late? early and late. Okay, because uh, you're making that up though. Leet motif. <laughs> uh, oh, there it is. Leet motif. Kimbo uh, so, <laughs> slice. What, what that basically, right? <laughs> slice. Yeah, what that means is that. Different characters are given their own little themes that are usually brief, and then when that character pops up, that um, that little bit of music plays. And the this song, Little Woodenhead, is used uh, when Geppetto comes up later. Um, what, he has his own theme, which is a little different, but then whenever he's interacting with Pinocchio later on in the movie, uh, this this, so- this leitmotif is used. Um, oh, nice! And yeah, so if you do, if you're watching the movie and you hear little bits of Little Woodenhead, uh, that's why. It's because Leigh Harline uh, did did some of that. He, uh, he well, it's all that all that serious things. music training. Yeah, uh, yeah, he did apparently. Uh, <laughs> so that's that's uh, that's my little background bit. That's light motifs. Um, I mean, uh, something that comes to mind a lot is Star Wars. You have, um, you know. Each of the main characters has their own little theme, and yeah. you can mm-hmm. find them all on the on the internet. Um, yeah, that's that's a Disney movie now, right? Star Wars. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. yeah. What, 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 I mean, they're they're actually do the can- I guess we do the Cantina song. I guess we could. Um, there there is actually a podcast I listen to it. I don't know the name of it now, so I apologize. But there's a a, a Star Wars music podcast oh, that cool. is actually really interesting. Um, but yeah. From my perspective, we went through everything that I was uh, planning on hitting. Yeah. Um, does anyone else have anything else about the song? I, I just want to know what people think about about the goldfish Cleo. Mm. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. She's a sexy goldfish. She has 
big ruby red lips and a very coquettish stare. Yeah, she is a character that was invented for the movie as well. She was not in the book. Figaro was... They just wanted to add a little, like, sex appeal to the movie or something? I guess. Is she... Is... Is Cleo, besides the Blue Fairy, is Cleo the only other female in the movie? I think so. Oh, boy. Disney. So, Do you so, also think that Cleo was at one point in time a human too? Possibly. I mean, I, yeah. I guess that would make sense, wouldn't it? Yeah, but maybe, I mean, if uh, if Jiminy was like a hobo man, maybe she was like you know a, a woman of the of the street. <laughs> well, maybe she worked at the um, at the theater where Pinocchio gets his job later. Oh uh, yeah, that, that, that's a good that's a good point. Yeah. Um, Do you think Geppetto is privy to the fact that all these creatures inhabiting his apartment were once humans? Or well, maybe that- maybe they were his friends. Yeah. Well, or or like what Jake was saying, maybe they really are just all random animals. But he's kind of like putting different human qualities on them. You know, Pinocchio, this puppet, is now his son. Cleo is this female lover that he wishes he had. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I know. I wish my lover was a fish. Yeah. Um, they don't talk much. F- Figaro's, yeah. you know, his, five second his, memory. His it's perfect. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, I don't know. It's a it's a good question, but yeah, it, it, she is. Uh, you know, definitely intentionally feminized. <laughs> yes, for sure. What women do we have so far? We have Snow White, we have, like, the bird mother. <laughs> we, um, have the, we, have we have the evil queen. Evil queen. Yeah. And and now Cleo, that's... that's and, and, the and the blue, the blue fairy, fairy, but I guess she's yeah. not in yet. So we have a handful of women. I'm assuming that every other character without a gender is a man, because, you know, that's how it works. Because um, Disney probably yeah. meant it that way anyway. Yeah. Um, <laughs> maybe some of those doves in Snow White were women... Doves are girly. Well, what about the dove that that um, the prince kissed? Oh yes, that was definitely uh, that was yeah. Unless it, well, or, that's or, kind of heteronormative. That's heteronormative. That is heteronormative, right? but it's yeah. at least a yeah. a, a male enjoying dove. Yeah. Um, one other thing, Jake, you mentioned how the puppet is kind of creepy, and how you don't like puppets and seeing him move in this weird way made you kind of <laughs> creeped out. And I think that's a credit to Disney's animators. And, and one thing mm. I do want to point out is that everything we're seeing is animated. Everything is hand-drawn. Yet, it's clear to us that Pinocchio is a puppet here. He's not a person. Whereas, like, Figaro is, like, an animal. Yeah. Um, and also, like, when Jiminy Cricket is on the the music box doing his trumpet playing... Jiminy, it's clear to us that Jiminy is a live being, whereas the other little people on the music box are mechanical objects. And I think that yes. that's, it's, you might gloss over that fact, but it's like, it's all because of the way that they're animating it. Like, no, that's totally all of reasonable. these are just, yeah, all of these are just totally, they're just things that are being drawn, yet we can say that is, that's a real live thing. That's, so, that's something that's meant to look like a live mm-hmm. thing, but it's really a machine. And it's, yeah, it's, I just think it's a really cool that Disney was able to... I mean... Disney's great, man. Yeah, the, the physics are very impressive. Hmm. Yeah. Well, okay, so generally, I have a question for you guys. Um, we mentioned in the last episode that w- that When You Wish Upon a Star is a wishing song, and that's like sort of a, a wishing genre. Mm-hmm. Um, before we get to our final grades on this song, I was wondering if you thought this song fits into any sort of Disney genre, or if you just think... It is its own kind of song. Um, I don't know, Amanda, you, you were there for all the, the, the episodes of Snow White. What do you <laughs> I think? was. Um, what do you, does this song seem similar to any of those to you? Hmm, I mean, 
it what what's the song that she sings when she's um cleaning up the apartment cleaning up the the cottage whistle while you work yeah oh yeah you know the iconic one um i'd probably put it, <laughs> i'd probably put it closest to that honestly um sort of a like passing time while doing a task song yeah it's a passing the the famous genre <laughs> p w d a t the put it yeah put yeah it the the Oh. Yeah, I agree. Oh, yeah. It's kind of like a kind of like a dance number. You know, the lyrics don't yeah. really matter at all. It's just a way to put rhythm to like show off some movement. Yeah, I like that better. Jake wins. It, oh man, we're gonna, call the, we're, we're gonna call this a dance number. Well, you've known um, him longer. That seems unfair. Barely. Still. <laughs> um. Uh. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like a dance number. It's passing time. The the lyrics of the song don't matter too much. I I think that that's yeah. Maybe in that way. It's <laughs> well, like I think silly. we can say that definitively about this song. <laughs> <laughs> this song doesn't matter. Um, in some ways, that maybe it's like silly song then, because yeah. that's the song where they say the words don't mean a thing, and they do do some dancing. So maybe it's like silly song. I think I like silly song more, but yeah, that, no, that's fair. I think silly song is a better comparison. Yeah. All right. Well, I, I think that we can move on to our final grades for the song. Yes. Um, and you know, Jake, you haven't done this before, but you know, feel free to wax on as much as you want. This is your shot to get everything out into the world that you want. <laughs> Um, Best of and, luck. Uh, yeah, so you you can go first, Mr. Jake. All right. I think I give this song like a 2.5 inches out of 10 possible inches of Pinocchio's nose. <laughs> nice. <laughs> um, I, you know, it's barely even a song. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just sort of some, some music with, like, some crazy Italian men rambling over it. <laughs> um, the animation, as you pointed out, was pretty cool. I didn't really appreciate that before, but... The whole movie's animated, and this is a yeah, podcast right, right. supposed to be about songs. Yeah, so. <laughs> fair enough. I, I give it a 2.5. All right. That's fair. Um, I'll go next. Um, so I'm actually going to give this a little bit higher. I'm going to give it a C plus, Ooh. and the plus stands for puppet. Nice. Um, <laughs> Perfect. So if you've been following along in my old, uh, my old list of songs, uh, we've now done 10 songs. This is now ranked 6th place out of every okay of all the songs um so it's just behind someday my prince will come you know it's kind of close in disney lore you know someday my prince will come a uh, little wooden head you know those are those are always paired together but mm-hmm. um it's ahead of with a smile on a song it's ahead of uh what else was there it's ahead of one song it's ahead of the washing song um i think that's it so yeah if there's something else i'm missing it's also ahead of yeah. that one. Yeah, T- tweet it at us if we're missing yeah. it. Uh, no, but, but but yeah, so I kind of have it in the middle of the road, uh, maybe a little bit lower, and I, my reason is that I, first, I watched this earlier today, and it's been stuck in my head all day, so <laughs> I, I give I give uh, Leigh Harlan credit for writing a, a catchy little... It's just kind of fun to, to sing. Isn't it? But there's not much to it, and it... Yeah, there's not much to it. It's sung by poorly by a boring, well, not a boring character, but it's sung poorly by a character that's not, um, you know, the main character or like one of the most important in my mind characters in the movie. And it, uh, but the animation is good. And so, I, yeah, I gave it a middle of the road C plus. All right, fair enough. Um, I'm gonna give it a, a five out of ten. Um little blue um, bow ties, I think. 
Um, because again, like it's, I like it. It's, a, I like the animation, but like you're right, this is not an animation based podcast. This is a song based podcast, and like it is, it's damn catchy. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It just, it's a little silly, but I like it, and it makes me happy. And it, it does. It is a fairly iconic like musical thing. Mm. I think like if someone played that for me, I'd be like, oh yeah, Pinocchio. Like even before we did this, I immediately recognized that rhythm mm-hmm. as like. A silly little Pinocchio thing, and I like that. Don't you think the little uh, the little break in the middle with the uh, Jiminy Cricket doing his best trumpet impression kind of <laughs> kind of lowers the quality of the song? I mean, <laughs> that's fair. I'm ignoring that because I try to ignore trumpets when possible. But like, just <laughs> um, no. Um, but yeah, it, barring that, I suppose that would probably bring it down to like a lower end of the five. But I'd still keep it on the five. Mm-hmm. Do we know why Jiminy Cricket decides to try to, you know? fit in with the little music box men? Is it because he admires them so much? Well, maybe he doesn't want to get, like... Yeah, if he doesn't want to get seen, because then, like, he might become assimilated into this madhouse. (laughs) Yeah. He does sort of look up at one and kind of blush at some point. Ooh. I think he's kind of into them. He's a handsome, handsome little music box. Maybe he wants to get a little wooden head. Boom! (laughs) That's three. (laughs) That's three. I, I'm, I'm giving left. you. I'm giving you your three strikes. It's it's all done. It's all done. <laughs> no. Um, I, I kind of like the the theory that he's like f- afraid of uh, of becoming another one of Geppetto's playthings. Uh, <laughs> I really think Geppetto is like abusing and using uh, Pinocchio's little wooden seat and and uh, Figaro's <laughs> oh, boy. well being. Uh, so. So I don't think Pinocchio or I don't think Jiminy wants anything to do with that. I and think he's, he's just lonely, but sure. Yeah. I mean, like, it's, uh, it's still good to be cautious of. Yeah. Um, all right, well, I think that that pretty much wraps it up. Jake, thank you for coming out. Yeah, um, has thanks this, for having me. Has this changed your thoughts at all on, like, on Pinocchio, just this exercise? I know, We talked about you know, your older thoughts about Pinocchio, but now that you've analyzed this one scene <laughs> intensely <laughs> and you've talked with us about it, like, like, do you have any... Has anything changed? Or is there anything that you you think, you know, looking forward, you're going to appreciate differently about Pinocchio. Well, I mean, it's definitely true that there were little things I hadn't appreciated before. And I also like the fact that by dissecting the scene so closely, it's given me a little bit of, uh, of distance from the actual subject <laughs> material. Yeah, that always <laughs> maybe helps. If I, maybe if I watched all of Pinocchio with such a discerning eye, mm. I'll be able to uh, sleep again. <laughs> That's <laughs> all we can really you ask know, for. To think about, you know, turning into a donkey or being swallowed by a whale or ending up face down in a puddle near the ocean. <laughs> and that's why you're having these cord, mo- cord mandated podcast sessions. So happy to help out. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I appreciate it. All right. Well, we'll send you your, uh, your bill in the mail. Or I your- would like to clarify. I will not be sending anyone money. If you want to send yeah. me money, you can find us on Twitter at wish upon a star. Yeah. We'll, we'll have your people talk to my people. <laughs> this has been Frodo the lawyer. Uh, Jake from New York. This has been Amanda the Person. And thank you for listening to Wish a Pot a Star. Watch out for those downbeats. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>